Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Byron from Muscle Mechanics LTM. What's going on, man? How are we doing today? Living and grooving. Beautiful struggle. <laughs> Living and grooving. Well, you know, we're definitely ha- excited to have you back on the show because this is your second time. Um, mm. Before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Muscle Mechanics, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Well, it is simple. From all the problems I was having while active duty army, by problems, I mean just running into limitations in my movement. Uh, I had to quickly find out how to control my body better. Uh, going through surgeries, I learned how to acquire the skills and tools to improve my anatomy. Simple as that. Um, that struck a very deep-rooted core, passionate drive to teach the same thing to others. And yet I didn't see that when I came back home. I didn't see what I was envisioning, what I desired it existed. So I decided to create it myself. Yep. So you decided to close it. Yeah, very millennial thing to do, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, So, or Institute of Human Movement, uh, the LTM is short for Live Through Movement. So we're teaching, so we're guiding, empowering, and teaching people athletes of all levels and skill sets to live through movement versus moving to live. Moving to live is survival. And we would do that, especially because that's what our species has really evolved uh, throughout this millennia, if you would, of our, of our existence. We are great at adapting. So we'll take that pain and we'll just keep going until we can't, right? So that's survival. What we want to do is thrive. So we want to teach people how to live through movement and be abundant in that. Very well said. Uh, I love that uh, abundance mentality. Mm. So is there anything specific? I don't want to say maybe like a string of events when you were growing up, living life um, that kind of motivated you and inspired you to serve your community in this way outside of the I'm the oldest of five children, so it's kind of embedded in me to be a servant, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, the eldest in the families tend to learn how to serve, learn how to protect, learn how to give. So it only makes sense for me to want to go join the military to serve and then continue to serve my community here where I live um, in a way that I can do with my passion. So one, I'm fortunate, but two, it's just, uh, I, I can relate to the experiences of people being limited in life and that, that living through movement and being restricted. So connecting with that and learning their, their goals and providing a plan of action to take action within and achieve those goals by being able to live through movement. It's not yeah. just working out. It's not yeah. just working out. It's not just working out. <laughs> There's more than just this word called workout, you know, mm-hmm. this 60 minute espresso shot. Uh, just got to dive in and understand who we are as a species. Um, 
when you start doing that, you start acknowledging this beautiful thing called life and how to live through the movement and how to stay fit doing little things and the articulation of our joints and a deep love affair of falling in love with how you uh, move and being able to listen to the language of our body speak to you. So there's a process, embrace it. Absolutely. Um, so before you started your gym, did you have any experience in business or entrepreneurship? No, <laughs> other than being in the military and having friends that were a little ahead of me, my, my personal self, no. Okay, so what would you say if I could, I'm just going to limit you here to two skills. Mm -hmm. What are those two most important skills, like being a business owner, growing your gym? If you had to rely on two, what would they be and why? Okay. Let me try to compile into two. Uh, the number one, relate to those in need with the service you're providing. Always make it their necessity, meaning don't make your agenda or your needs to be met by trying to serve them. You're serving them solely to help them, not cover up or provide you with your needs. What I'm trying to say is we have bills and we've got things we've got to take care of. Got it. But don't manipulate your business to solely just get business. Take on a passion that helps you understand where there's a need, create that need, and fulfill it to help others genuinely. And that second piece is you give your best stuff up front continuously, consistently, you won't go broke. I'm sorry, could you repeat that last sentence one more time? Continuously, consistently give your best stuff, your best stuff up front and you won't go broke. Could you elaborate? If you marinate on that. Yeah, yeah. So think about it. Like on Instagram, I'm constantly heavily on my on my page. I throw a lot of content. My reels are like commercials. Let's be real. They're commercials these days. Um, and my stories are value to those who currently support and follow my page. So I give more content in detail through my stories like someone who's learning how to lift coming off of a Damn. I mean, darn. Boston. Oh, Byron? Byron. I lost you, man. It's all right, we're back. Can you hear me? I can right. hear you. There you go. <laughs> Gotta love technology. Okay, yes, so yes. you kind of cut off where you were talking about. Your I, was, I, was, I was elaborating on the second part, and it was 
giving your best stuff forward. So I was given the understanding of how I give my best stuff forward. Uh, reels, I want to catch people's attention, right? It's a commercial, five, 11 seconds, sometimes two or three, um, to take them to my page and see what I have as quality, right? For them to follow and support. Once they're a follower and support, my stories give more. So I give a ton of free, if you would, free content up front that helps people. Uh, yeah. And that's what I mean. Give your best stuff forward, right? Um, it's okay. I, I think sometimes we get very monetization as an entrepreneur. We got to try to gatekeep the situation. Give your best stuff up, for, up, up front, up forward. People will want to. Uh, be a part of what you have to offer. They'll want to be embedded in your life because you're genuinely looking to help and serve others. Um, Everything comes with a cost, but as long as you're willing to invest um, and stay consistent, you'll get to your goals. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are kind of afraid to give their best stuff away. Mm. But you're giving all of your good stuff away for free. Technically. Yeah, technically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being it forces, said, it forces them to come in for that in-person experience. Yeah. Cause I guess it's like, okay, he's giving all this good stuff away for free. I can only imagine what he's, you know, giving to his actual paid clientele. hundred percent. And it drives the value. Good. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about marketing. Um, okay. What are you guys doing to get people in the door consistently? Uh, I have a brain who does my SEO work. That's it. (laughs) Like I've gone through a lot of purchasing of courses and doing a lot of different things to find my guy who's an SEO guy who actually is local to my area uh, in the same town to then we end up being friends and we work out and I train him as well. Um, but he's a brain and he has the footprint here in our local area uh, on fire on Google. And then I handle all the social media stuff, just being consistent. Okay. So how does that work? So SEO, I'm sure there's some people listening that have no idea what that means, but how does that lead to like more traffic so search engine, search engine optimization, SEO, and the website, the best way I can describe it, how Clifton, my SEO guy who describes it, he's like, we're going to make your footprint very large. Imagine Google being a big mall and there's several ways. So keywords is huge and you want those keywords that people are searching for in on your page multiple times. So everything from articles that I write with videos that lead to YouTube and then the YouTube link leads you back to my uh, website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, that person is interested and that person gives me their information and they tell me very details. You know, they can write out like, oh, I've been dealing with this shoulder problem. Let me, let me uh, request a consult with you. Yeah. Okay. And that, that's how it, that's how it starts. So we just okay. feed that cycle constantly from him doing his work on the, on the SEO side and then me creating content and feeding it to that work. So essentially that's it. And then I, I'm very heavily on the Instagram. Um, 
trickling on I, on on TikTok, not heavy, but solely I am on Instagram uh, to keep a strong presence and in this area. Now it does end up trickling elsewhere. Elsewhere, I had some virtual clients around the world, but dominantly the brick and mortar is the bread and butter, and uh, we're very popular here in our area, and that's the goal. Okay. So with that being said, like, so you're doing SEO and then also you're doing the organic marketing on Instagram. Um, what mm-hmm. other sources of lead generation have you guys looked into? You know, I use mind body. Uh, they've always come out with some stuff and I'm always willing to try it out. But what I have found is that there's three things that works for muscle mechanics, word of mouth, which is part of our retention process. And uh, I manage that very heavily. And that's a big, big focus. Uh, And then SEO from Google and Instagram. So those are three avenues of approach, if you would. Mm -hmm. And uh, I nurture those three avenues of approach very heavily. And that's what gets us our our clientele. Yeah. And we just keep doing good work. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, as you guys continue to grow, is there anything that you feel like would need to change about your marketing approach? Mm, Change? No, just stick with consistency because that's what's working. What we have working Mm -hmm. and stay consistent. Keep putting in the work. It's a lot of hard effort, but uh, it pays off. And the next step for muscle mechanics would literally be... uh, I've already started branching out to link up little pop-ups at a few friends of mine who are in different cities, like a 30, 40 mile uh, radius from where I'm currently at and um, doing some pop-ups, working with athletes over in that area. SEO is starting to branch out. And the next three years, that process of opening up another location, that's what we got going on. Very nice. So are you like would you keep the location that you're at now and, and have two or just kind of expand into a bigger space? Uh, yeah, I would keep the, this current location and that would expand to another location. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. So when it, when you, when it comes to like expanding into like a bigger space, basically having two locations, what are some signs that you'll look for like within the numbers and the membership and all that? That, okay, like it makes sense for us to like start looking for another space now. Does that question make sense? It does. No, because uh, I've already gone through this process branching from subleasing out of a chiropractor's office and going to go get my own location, mm-hmm. then out, outgrowing that location and then coming to this current location. So when I came out of my sublease, it was like, you know, the size of a room. And I was working out of that. Obviously, the vision was to create something bigger. And then jumping into 1,400 square feet, now we're at 2,500 square feet. Mm -hmm. So that that process, uh, the thought process isn't new. It's just the the shift might be new in the sense of getting a second location that comes with another mechanic that I have to mentor and train and, and prepare to be on their own, which is building trust. I know in the military, if you look at it like a graph, someone might have a high level of skill, but if their trust is low, high level skill can be taught, 
but trust can't, it has to be earned. So I'd rather have someone whose skill is very low and trust is very high because I can take the time to build that, that skill. Because you're dealing with, now we're starting to actually create a strong brand and you're putting that brand in someone else's hands. Trust has got to be there. Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much you have someone that you kind of grow and develop to run the location that you're at now, um, which will obviously free up that time for you to, to grow into another location. And work more on the company itself. Rinse and repeat that process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to talk about client retention because that's something that you have kind of been touching on a little bit. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you did say that you guys have good client retention. Yes. Industry average is 10%. Do you know like what yours is? Well, it's a little different because your average gym, your trainers aren't embedded with the clients one-on-one solely. Um, what I mean by that, you have like some classes, like a lot of boutique gyms, they just have the classes and they don't do one-on-ones. Like a lot of CrossFit places just do the CrossFit classes, but they don't do the one-on-ones. Um, and then some do. Uh, for us, it's reversed. We're all about one-on-one first. And then the classes are secondary to that. So that's why retention, you get to have a relationship with that, with that human that you're helping. So that one-on-one relationship thickens over time and they trust it has more time one-on-one you build the trust more they refer more people because your trust is high with them so then i've had people who refer people to us who've never even seen me themselves but because their brother sister cousin teammate comes to me and highly talks about us they refer people themselves just because of how well the other person they trust told them about the experience not just once, but multiple times. Because I'll ask them, like, how'd you hear about us? And they'll say, oh, yeah, so-and-so uh, told me about you, but it's their cousin or their mom or their teammate that comes to you. It's like, oh, that's powerful. Yeah. So I guess kind of outside of that, that one-to-one feel that you give your clients, what else are you doing to help with client retention? Oh, the nurturing. You know, uh, have a WhatsApp chat, the tribe chat, you know. Um, I always jump on there at least twice a week to do a little video, just give them Mondays are my favorite part of the day. So I jump on there and do a little goofy dance or whatever, you know, or just give them a little mentorship. You guys are all kicking ass, give them a little mantra or something, just being myself, but interacting with them outside of their one-on-one time as well and encourage them and doing strength challenge uh strength challenges really help a lot because it gives accolades gives someone to chase something so they want to continue to build that that strength and get after growth yeah we also we also monitor growth so in our one-on-one sessions we have a few devices that allow us to assess and monitor range of motion which another machine um allows us to uh, assess strength so you talk about how much you can curl. I have a little device I can put in between the forearm and the bicep, and you can just do an isometric and see how much force you can generate over a course of four weeks. So you can actually give people something. It's kind of like in martial arts where you have the belts. Mm-hmm. You give the human being something they can strive towards. They'll keep striving towards it, and then you give them the next steps and the next steps. Yeah. Our Bulgarian bag classes, uh, you know, 
you get a certificate when you hit your first 10,000 swings and then so on. So it's, it's constantly giving the human something to strive towards, not just dangle a carrot, but to empower them with something that they can fully genuinely feel that they're improving their livelihood by living through movement at muscle mechanics. Yeah. So, um, it's about, it's almost time for us to wrap things up here in the podcast. Um, but before we sign out, <laughs> I do want to ask you, like, are there any particular challenges that you guys are working through right now? And like, what's the plan to overcome? Um, you know, there's always a challenge. There's a beautiful struggle. That's why I call it a beautiful struggle. There's always stuff. You know, a perfect business doesn't exist. That's, that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a perfect business. Um, in fact, Alex Sharfton, 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 I think. I think he's actually good friends with Alex Hormozzi. Um Alex Sharfton, I've taken some of his stuff, and he says a perfect business is a closed business. I remember when he first said that, I was like, that's fire, because if you ain't got good problems, then how are you operating? And that's the truth. So there's always a problem that you're trying to solve. You know, there was like a cleaner. I was like paying buku money for a cleaning service that I was like, it's getting the job done because I don't want to do it. I got other things I got to worry about. But the level, the amount, I respected, I respected the person, but I was like the level, I could pay less. It's just a business thing. So I hired a, a high schooler who was given the same amount of service. Yeah. So okay. is there anything when it comes to like business Thanks. growth? Business growth? Yeah, like yeah. that you're trying to finding solve. The, finding the, providing this place to be like a, a honeycomb where the bees come to you and mentorship. What happens is I mentor them, which is not a bad thing, but then they go off and want to do their own thing. It's actually, in my opinion, a great thing that they go, you've taught me a whole lot, but I want to go do this. Now, it made me feel that I now want to chase this part of fitness or I want to go do this now. And I'm like, perfect. It's not about, again, meeting my needs, going through those processes that meet genuine people and then mentor them to go and fulfill their dream is powerful. That only gives me more experience of helping others and I'll meet the right person who's ready to take on that, uh, that next stage for muscle mechanics to branch out. Absolutely. Well, Byron, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, though, tell our listeners where they can find you. Muscle Mechanics LTM. Any social Muscle media. Mechanics. Muscle Mechanics LTM. That's it. Muscle Mechanics LTM. Instagram, okay. TikTok, Facebook, even Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat. I haven't heard that one in a long time. Okay, well, yeah, Byron, I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Snapchat is still hanging in there, huh? All righty, Byron. Well, yeah, well, it was a way to it was a way to connect with my interns from high school. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I got you, I got you. Okay, well, Byron, we really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, and of course, we're looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. Also, to well, everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. 
But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, our guest is Mr. Tyler Bolger of Flex Personal Training, coming to you with three locations in and around Chicago, Illinois. Tyler, what's going on, man? How are you? We're good. We're good. We're excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. I always enjoy picking the brain of of people that have gotten into multiple locations. A lot of the time, that's the goal for people in our space, but it's much easier said than done. And so I'm sure that there's some lessons and some wisdom in there. Before we get to that conversation, though, Tyler, give us some context here. Flex personal training for the people who may not be familiar with you or the brand describe this to us. What is Flex Personal Training? Sure, I'll give you a, I'll dive into the elevator speech now a little bit. So um, we're basically a semi-private personal training facility and that is all we offer. So our groups are going to be capped at six people max. So it's a six to one ratio. Um, and basically what I tell everyone um, kind of on the phone and even before we get started is we individualize every aspect of the workout to their members, their goals, their injuries, and give them exactly what they want every time they walk through our doors. So our business model, that's the same throughout. We don't do group classes, don't do athletes. Um, again, pretty condensed model. And yeah, semi-private, that's what we do. Yeah, everything flows through semi. Walk us through why you picked semi-private. Why not one-on-one? Why not huge group classes? What spoke to you about the semi-private model? Um, I, I think there's a couple things. I think logistically it makes the most sense. Um, it's a higher ticket margin as well. Um, so it's not like we're a volume play. We know exactly what we need at each facility. We need like 130 ish is right around our cap for each facility then. So we basically know like, Hey, this is where we need to go to max out our facility. Um, on top of that too, we found just, so, um, my business partner, Connor Flayive, he, started his gym 13 years ago and through that time they went through everything right they went through the large group boom um they started doing like personal training was like two to one around there um and they grew to six to one and that was just like the sweet spot that was a spot where we felt like we weren't watering anything down um we found we were able to get more people into the gym and like utilizing our facility versus that one-on-one side of things so it was kind of just trial and error on Connor's part. And then just logistically speaking, six to one flows really well. We don't feel like we're leaving anyone to the wayside and we're able to individualize everything for that member. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the market, I mean, this isn't a new model, but a lot of the market Mm -hmm. is swaying towards this because of the, the win-win nature of this, right? From a business perspective, we can charge a decent price we're not necessarily anchored to whether or not this one person shows up a la personal training. We can scale beyond that one person and it's more fun. It's, it's better of an environment. I can still provide the service of coaching, albeit 
to a group of up to six from the client side, they get to hang out with other people. They're not stuck talking to this one personal trainer. There's very little downtime. There's competition. There's camaraderie. And I get all of the good parts of a one-on-one -on -one personal trainer for a little bit more digestible of a price than I would be if I was paying for a one-on-one -on -one personal trainer. So everybody wins in this. Take us back a little bit, Tyler. I'm interested in hearing how all of this came to be. In a short bit of time, we went from zero locations to three locations. So walk us through, first and foremost, how we got to one and then two and then three in this in this tight window. Um, so the first one, that was our Arlington Heights location. That's been at capacity now for probably about probably four or five months with a pretty solid wait list at this point in time. Um, and honestly, it was kind of just the approach of get one member, give that member a great session. That member is going to refer a new member and that kind of cascading effect um, of that. And just, we picked a really good location where our like main demographic or like place that we look for for business when we go is kind of like in a downtown suburb, if that makes sense. Um, so like Arlington Heights, we're basically right on like the downtown area. So we're right next to the restaurants. There's a bunch of shops around us. So there's a lot of foot traffic. Um, and then just basically making those connections in the community, um, just building a community in and of itself at Flex. Like people are coming by and they're bringing their dogs by and, oh my God, let me come meet my family real quick. We're stopping by. We were in the neighborhood and we just wanted to come by. And I feel like that that's not a thing that you see in most gyms. Like using like a big box gym, for example, like I don't think there's many people walking by LA Fitness like, oh my God, I need to bring my family into LA Fitness. <laughs> It's rare. So, that's for sure. Yeah. So I think just, again, giving great workouts consistently every single time they walk through our door, helping members achieve the results that they wanted and then making it fun. You know, like a lot of us have been in fitness our whole lives and we just love working out. A lot of our people do not like that. So just making it something enjoyable, something fun, yeah. something that's just part of their schedule. Um, something that they like look for. They're not like, Oh God, I got to go work out today. It's like, Oh cool. I get to see Tyler and Cheryl and Jenna and Sam at our group today. I can't wait to work out. Like I've been so stressed out. So I think that approach is kind of what got us to the point where we were probably about like four or five months in, we probably had like 70 or 80 members and we're like, all right, I think we're onto something right now. That's when we opened location number two. Um, and then again, same approach with that third location. We probably opened kind of more consequential than anything. Um, another gym was closing, um, selling all their equipment and stuff. So we got a really good deal on that side of things, but location two to three, we probably would have liked to wait a little bit longer um, <laughs> than like four months. But who could pass up? Yeah. I mean, so we're just learning as we go though. But again, I think that's just like the main thing is like community, great workouts, have fun and make it a place where people want to go to. Yeah. And so if I'm going to learn how to be a business owner, I might as well learn how to run three businesses at the same time. Either way, yeah. look, uh, look back on that time for a minute. What's been, what's been your favorite part about owning these businesses and what's been the biggest challenge in terms of owning these businesses? I think the part that's been the most enjoyable is just like seeing the growth and like from day one and opening the gym, I was like 23, um, 
And I'm like, God, I have no idea what, what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like you're so nervous every single session. You're like overanalyzing how every single group went like, oh my God, did they have a good enough workout? Did I say something weird? Did they have fun today? Um, are they ever going to come back again? And then to where it's at now, where it's kind of like a machine at that point. Um, and then just learning different approaches and different tactics. Like, hey, what worked really well at this location might not have the same effect at another location for X, Y, and Z reason and trying to diagnose those. So that's been really enjoyable. Um, I'd say the hardest part right now is we're just having an issue with staffing, not people leaving, but like just finding good people right now <laughs> has been tough. Been a lot of you're, you're not alone in that boat, yeah. man. That is, that is industry-wide right now. I think COVID, yeah. these are the, the lasting ripple effect of COVID and that so many people who were sort of one foot in the industry, one foot out, when everybody's gym got shut down, they left. And now suddenly there's this huge void where we need the workforce and it's tough. It's tough to find somebody. And that um, that could be an entire interview in and of itself. We don't have time to dive down that rabbit hole, but uh, it's, a, it's a challenge, that's for sure. Now, post-COVID, is is an interesting time this has been 15 or so months like you said yeah. i'm interested in the marketing that goes into this because it's so specific to semi-private what's what's been successful and what hasn't been so successful for you guys just to get some people through the doors and interested for sure um arlington heights it's it's really weird because we opened like Kobe was still kind of a thing when we opened that's our first location again um it was still kind of a thing like there was that time period where like everyone didn't know if we, everyone was going to shut down again and like what the mandates were going to be and everything. So I think a lot of people asked, so like, was that really tough? And for us, I think it was like the perfect timing though, because everyone wanted to get back to some sort of like normalcy or everyone was just fed up of God, I'm so tired of virtual workouts or I'm so tired of X, Y, and Z going on. So semi-private almost, marketed itself in that sense because hey it's yeah. not a large big box gym it's contained we know exactly who's walking through our doors it's really easy to maintain cleanliness um sanitation and all that stuff so arlington heights we were very lucky in the sense that a lot of stuff kind of just seemed to happen not on its own obviously but just through word of mouth and just through where we were in the community and building those relationships and kind of going from there and one plus one equals three in regards to Hey, we got a husband in the gym. He wants to bring his wife. Cool. Now we have two. The wife wants to bring in her best friend. Like stuff like that seemed to go really, really well, um, referrals wise. And now with the other locations, we're kind of seeing a little drop in that where before it was just like, hey, cool, we can't give these away fast enough kind of thing. Whereas now mm -hmm. it's kind of, kind of be a little bit more tactful of everything that we're doing. Um, in regards to like January right now, we're currently running like a BOGO sale. Okay. So, um, again, we're not looking for crazy influx. Like we don't need 40 members. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean is like, we don't like the marketing has to match the for service. Sure. It's interesting to see because, and even because it's a little bit more higher ticket of an offer, mm -hmm. we need to be that much more strategic, right? It's not this shotgun approach. We're not offering 21 days for $21, right? We need, we need to still collect 
a meaningful amount of dollars to get somebody in the door. How big of a presence is social media for you guys? I'd say it's, it's big. I think it's more for us. We don't. So again, we run Facebook ads. So that's a pretty large part of our marketing right now. Um, in regards to actual social media pages, like Instagram and whatnot, we almost use that more of like a member spotlight, like local celebrity where, Hey, we're going to show our members and show what you can expect when you walk through our doors at Flex. You're going to see smiling faces. You're going to see people sweating, people getting after the workouts, but people having fun too. So that's, we're really spotlighting members. We're doing members of the month, all that good stuff. Um, and then the local celebrity aspect is we have facility leaders. So each location, it's one facility leader and then one head coach. So it's, it's a lean operation. It's two per location. Um, but again, our kind of ideas to get the facility leader to be like that local superstar like hey they is that walk like a like a gm kind of point person is that they're still going to coach but they're the ones handling client communication they're doing scheduling billing and all that stuff as well so when we think of like local celebrity we're thinking like hey when you walk let's say there's a fest going on when you're walking down the fest are people coming and saying hi are people bringing their families and their dogs to see you are people walking like, Oh, that's the guy who owns flex. He's great at X, Y, and Z issue going on. So posting stuff like trainer tips, posting forum Fridays, um, just putting our face and our presence out there on social media has been really big and just like, Oh yeah, you're the guy who does X, Y, and Z. My friends go here and all that stuff. Yeah. And so if I'm understanding correctly, it's somewhat of a, a tandem pairing of, yeah, we have our ads, we run our ads, but we want it to be this organic presence as well and hitting the best of both worlds. For the ad side of it, is that something that you guys do yourself or is that like outsourced with an agency? We have that outsourced. Um, GR Hoff, I don't know if um, you guys have heard of him. He's sure. a wizard with um, Facebook marketing. He has a group, Sell, Serve, Succeed. Um, if anyone is struggling with ads, he's the guy to go to for that. Um, so it's cool though, because it allows our facility leaders and our people who do our social media, hey, you guys really just have to focus on organic growth, right? Like show your members, highlight your members, show Instagram stories, how much fun we're having, how we're getting after it during our groups. And then the other side of things is going to be that outsourced kind of, hey, they're handling this. We just need to make sure our follow-up systems are in place. Yep. Walk me through what happens here, Tyler. Somebody reaches out, they're interested, either they opted into an ad, it's a referral, somebody walked in off the street, wherever they come from. Walk me through what a typical sales process looks and feels like. Who do they talk to? What is the conversation about? What do they sign up for? For sure. So let's say they were to opt in. Um, they can either use our website, Facebook ad, or referral, whatever that is. So if it's someone who is... If it's someone who is from that outside source kind of thing, basically we have an automated system that sends out, it's like six or seven different touch points. Um, those range from text to emails, depending on what part they're on right there. And our basically our whole goal with that is to get them on the phone for a phone call. Then with that phone call, our goal with that is to get them to come in for a starting point. So we kind of have our system in place to get to the next system, if that makes sense. So with the phone call, Hey, let me tell you a little bit more about us at Flex Personal Training. We go through our spiel. Next step is to get you in for a starting point session. So that's basically what we call it. It's a free 30-minute consultation um, where we get to learn our, about our member a little bit more. We learn about their goals, injury histories, kind of like why they want to start now, what makes this time different. Then we put them through a quick movement screen 
I tell people the first day, we're not trying to kill them. Just want to see how they move, kind of better assess where their fitness level is before they even come in for that first day. And then it would be during that starting point session, they would be, um, that's when we would be making that sale as well. And that would look like two to three times per week, depending on what they're doing. I see. Okay. And so we're getting people signed up from there. Hypothetically, we have this new person signed up. For you guys, at least in the, the 14 or 15 months we've been doing this, what do you focus on to keep those people as members for the long haul? Yeah, our retention rate is pretty outside industry standard. I think our retention rate at Arlington Heights is like 95%. Um, yep. Like Basically, we fully expect to have a member and keep them for the long haul, except they move to a different state, obviously, or something like that. Yeah, no, nobody's at 100. That's fair. For sure. So um, with that, I think it is the amount of FaceTime that we get with our members by only having those two coaches, which is obviously pros and cons to that, right? Like hours going to be a little bit longer, um, but the people are used to their coach. It's not like they're going to a gym and, oh, great, I've worked with four different trainers my past four workouts. They're not going to remember this injury or that injury. And just giving them the best experience possible. We're shooting them texts on vacation. Hey, just wanted to check in. How's vacation going? Birthday text. We're reaching out. We're celebrating them. And again, like we touched on earlier with just the community aspect, like we just had a community party um, in Arlington Heights last Saturday. We had like 50 people show up. We hung out at the gym. Everyone drank a little bit more than they probably should have. Went to a piano bar. As after, gym parties go. As they should, obviously. But um, again, we just kind of make it fun. Like yeah. we, and again, it, it does also fall back to, to the results as well. Like are people having fun? Are they seeing results? Do they have friends in the class? All those reasons make it that much harder to leave. Yeah. Now, in terms of all of this, if I understand correctly, the first location, relatively full, we're, we're doing all right. Yeah. Location two and three, we're still chugging away at. What do you think, is it, is it the marketing? Is it the sales? Is it the retention? Is it something else that we haven't even talked about? What is going to be the the domino that tips everything else over for the second and third location to fill up? I would say um, with our retention rate being what it is and that we've seen that's pretty much standard across all of our locations, it really just becomes one of those things where what is that angel member? What is that ad that really hits home? What is that one thing that kind of tips the scale and opens the floodgates a little bit? So for example, Arlington Heights, you find that one socialite or Elmwood, or I'm sorry, um, Elmhurst or Glenview. Who's that one socialite who could connect us to those four or five other people? And then those four or five other people love what we do so much. Hey, now that four or five becomes the next nine or 10. Um, again, referrals are huge for us. Referrals make up quite a bit of just what we do and the clients that we're getting through our doors. Yeah. And so looking forward with all of this, we have the room to grow in, in location two and three. Big picture this thing for us. Hypothetically, location two, location three are filled. What comes beyond that, Tyler? Another three gyms in 18 months. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, um, I would say, I think our goal, um, myself and Connor have kind of talked about this a little bit. 
10 seems to be what, what we're thinking. Um, how that would kind of look, and again, this is all very bare bones right now, so this is like ideal world situation, would be opening up near those three hub locations. So hub location meaning the Arlington Heights, Elmhurst, and Glenview, and then opening up a suburb or two away where they're close enough where we are still able to keep an eye on everything. It's a little more condensed versus, hey, I have to drive an hour and a half to each location, check in on everyone, make sure everything's going on. Whereas we can almost appoint someone at one of those hubs. Hey, how's everything looking out there? How is X, Y, and Z location doing? You're responsible for those three and we're checking in that way. So again, same approach, um, just trying to go out from those hubs that we have. Yeah, this is all exciting. And, and like we said, it's, it's certainly easier said than done. And so for you, as you look forward, what do you perceive to be some potential challenges or potential hurdles for you guys growing this thing? Like I touched on earlier, hiring's been big. Hiring's big. And I think it's a special person to be a facility leader for us. I don't know if any average Joe Schmo trainer off the street could walk in and be a facility leader. Um, just in terms of time management um, and just the ability to connect and not only connect coach to member, but connect members to other members, to connect in the community, to kind of be that personality that people want to be around, um, especially when other gyms probably have the luxury of maybe adding more equipment or, uh, hey, we're doing large group classes now or we're doing spin classes or whatever it is. We kind of have one model and that's our model and that's not changing. So you kind of have to be that personality that people are excited to see. Hey, that first three months, everyone's excited, right? What happens between months three and months 24 though? That's going to keep them staying around. And again, results is big, but if people get bored, that's when they start looking for other things. If people stop seeing results, hey, they're going to start looking for other gyms. So I think for us, just really finding those superstars and those rock stars to be those facility leaders and then having those head coaches coming up through that chain and working their way up as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting conversation, Tyler, because for a long time, people in our industry weren't even sure if in-person fitness was going to be a thing much longer. But here we are with a, a new and emerging business talking about growth, talking about scaling, how can we get to the next location? How can we fill out a team? It's a fun, fun conversation to have, and it's it's a good sign for our industry. That's a good place for us to start to wrap things up, but in the short bit of time we have left, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about this? What's the best website? What's the best social media? For sure. Um, so Flex Personal Training is our website. It's actually geotagged to wherever you'd be closest to. If you're in a different state, I'm not too sure how that works, but um, that would be our website and you can just kind of see the layout of all that stuff. I'm on Instagram at tbolge, B-O-L-G 52. And then all of our locations are as well. It's flex, per, flex PT and then it would be underscore A-H underscore Elmhurst or underscore Glenview. And that's kind of like a little glimpse into how each location is operating social media, what's going on in the day-to-day -day and all that good stuff. That's tremendous. Tyler, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate anybody willing to to give a behind-the-scenes look at their business, but for you and, and your willingness to share, it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm excited to see what the future holds, and, and I wish you nothing but the best here moving forward. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, I'll click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another amazing episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. And I am your host, Adam Chop. And today with me, I have a super special set of guests, Travis and Sarah with Lens Fit in Craig, Colorado. Travis and Sarah, how are you guys today? Good. Really good. Awesome. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. I'm super pumped and excited um, to kind of dabble into what it is that you guys do. So let's kick it off really quickly. Explain to me and our listeners, what is your vision? How did you go from where you were, let's say, you know, before the business started to where you are now? Like, what was your vision? What was your thought process? Kind of like lay it out step by step of how you got to be in this position. You start, honey. <laughs> okay, so um, I think it's, you know, Travis and I, I think, have an interesting uh, dynamic. Um, we've been married 15 years, um, and both of us come from athletic backgrounds. Um, Travis was, I will speak highly to him, um, from Craig, Colorado, um, very well-known family across the state of Colorado for wrestling. Um, the boys were good, like really good, multiple state champs, nationally ranked through high school. Um, and then Travis went off to college to wrestle. Um, I am from a small town, 40 miles north of here, where I started with the same 16 kids that I started kindergarten with, I graduated with. So very, very small town. Um, my, I, I was a four sport athlete. Um, everybody did everything. Um, my specialty was running. Um, so I did get a D one D two scholarship to run, um, track and field at Shadron state college. So I did that for four years. Um, and then I majored in physical education and health. Um, so I graduated with college, um, and a coaching endorsement going, wanting to pursue a degree in, in PE and health. Um, and then Travis kind of, so we didn't meet till after college and then Travis came back to Craig and, and was working. So I think like, that's an interesting dynamic between the two of us is just this started passion and love for our health, our fitness, um, along the way it was kind of, you know, just that, that commonality, um, along the way that we have fair enough, Trev. Yeah. So. And, and 
as far as vision goes for for what we do and what we are trying to accomplish um, uh it's just really geared around fitness you know but it's more than just fitness fitness is like a is a byproduct of what we do it's it's mostly about building that that group and that camaraderie man we're from a small town and um one thing like she said that i grew up wrestling and um anybody that grew up in that sport will tell you about the camaraderie man you see a kid in an airport that you've never met in your life and you and you notice he's got a wrestling t-shirt on and instantly there's a bond you guys can have a conversation like you know each other you know what i mean and i i wanted to bring that to fitness um where you know and that group that group model that we do that's much like the crossfit space um really facilitates that a lot and that's something that i appreciated from that and that i wanted to um put out there as from my own program and I wanted to be involved and like for me in the beginning this town they they had something similar um I didn't like the way the guy ran it um I, it actually started from my wife having a bad experience and I said well let's do it ourselves then you know and and that's that's kind of how we got started and then um man seven years later uh it's been nothing but an uphill climb um as far as like us progressing you know what I mean and they they say that they say that it, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Um, and we're coming up on seven years. And and I've been really happy with the way things have progressed and the way things have gone. So I can't wait to see what the future holds for us. So we're definitely um, on the right track. I, I firmly believe that. I think, Adam, a good thing to know, too, is it is. It's like humble beginnings. Um, and I'm sure you'll want to discuss, like, advice and, and how you started but Travis's parents had a had a big house at the time in a basement and it and Travis's little brother Matt like we need to definitely keynote him in this um he he's our third leg definitely on this he's a physical education teacher high school wrestling coach he played high school or college um, football he coaches high school football and so he actually is a coach and teacher just a little town over and so how it started is in their basement with some wrestling mats a couple barbells a pull-up bar in between some some rafters and uh it's fun to go and look back at that because you know we did we had a whiteboard and it was all these benchmark lady workouts and it was you look at those times now and we're like oh my god we were really terrible but that it was it was humble beginnings is is where that started and then like Travis said there was a guy kind of doing it in town and I I went to one class and I would like to say I'm a pretty versed athlete and he honestly like I can reflect now he threw a a barbell of 65 pounds in my hand and wanted me doing thrusters on the first day and I'm just like what are you trying to accomplish here and it did it made Travis pretty upset and he was like nah we're going to do this. So that guy ended up leaving this facility and it was in a gym. It was a racquetball court. So we were hosting two classes a day, roughly Trav, that's probably about right. A morning class and afternoon class in a racquetball court until literally there was 15 people in a racquetball court. I mean, we were creative with workouts, like everything until we're like, Oh my gosh, we got to bite off the next step. Um, to where the facility we are in now um we we started slow like really really slow and that's um 
you know, a couple of things, you know, that's absolutely amazing. I absolutely love that, you know, your, um, this meeting is being um, recorded. You take your health seriously, right? Like you guys prioritize you first and then, you know, now it's okay. We have ourselves under control. Now we can take it to the community or to, you know, what our vision is that we, you know, want to portray and how we want to help others based on like our own personal journey. And I think that that makes everything that much more worth it because you're doing it for all the right reasons, right? And not necessarily that there's a wrong reason or a better reason, right? It's just what your reasoning is. Um, so I, uh, you know, I condone and I, I congratulate, you know, that because that's, that's huge. You know, I love to see people that do it for the right reasons and for their own personal journey as well. Um, so with that being said, um, I, I love the vision. I love, you know, how you painted that to the, our listeners out there. Um, what I want to do is my next question is talk to me a little bit more about Lynn's fit. What explain to everybody, like, you know, like full spectrum, you know, what is it? Um, how, like, I, I want to know, how did you, um, you know, if there's anything crazy about the name or if it was just like, Oh, like our last name, like we're going to do Lynn's fit. Um, but just kind of explain, you know, full spectrum, like the facility, everything you offer, you know, what can clients expect when they come in? So I'll, I'll start this one. Um, there's really nothing crazy behind the name. Uh, maybe a little bit. We, I, I remember we were coming home from a concert, huh? And be you and Matt. Yeah. The, uh, there was a, it was a family outing. Uh, we went to a Zach Brown concert in Jackson hole, Wyoming. And, um, and we were driving home. It was like a six hour drive. And, and it just, the conversation led to um, kind of a vision that we had about like, man, wouldn't it be cool to own our own place? And you know what I mean? And then, uh, and we started thinking about names and, and there was probably a lot of things thrown out there. And then somehow we ended up on Lens Fit and it was kind of a play on CrossFit. Um, but you know, obviously like that to use that name, it's a franchise thing and it's expensive and we're a small town and uh, we're, we're definitely fans of what CrossFit does and, and our, um, our coaches go to those seminars and have those kind of credentials um, and we're big fans of it, but we're just not big enough to afford the name and, and all that comes along with that. Um, maybe someday, you know what I mean? It's definitely right. not against it. Um, but so it was kind of a play on that. Um, the FIT is F-I-T-T. -T. It's an acronym that we use for um, functional intense training team. Um, and that's what our banner says. And that's what the, the shirt says. And uh, and so that's the story behind the name. That's how we came up with it. Um, and as far as like what we do, most of what we do is people that understand the importance of fitness and that desire it and that think god dang i need to get in better shape but have nowhere just don't have a clue where to begin right that, that's 90 percent of our clientele um and they want some guidance and they they appreciate having a coach lead every class and and helping that and that's that's our forte that's who we specialize in we also get a fair amount of people that come to us with injuries um maybe not like 
from a traumatic event, but just from maybe like a lifestyle thing where it's like, man, I've been stagnant for, um, uh, for years. And, and now my back bothers me and my knee bothers me. And maybe I'm a little bit overweight. Um, we, we definitely take on a fair amount of those people too. And, th and that brings on its own, um, set of uh, challenges, as you know, from someone being involved in this industry. Um, but, but, and then also we have a little bit of fire breathers. We have some guys that I grew up with that I knew that were athletic background and that come and that like, like the competition aspect of it, because we do go to CrossFit competitions on occasion. We have a handful of people that do that, but that's definitely the minority of, of what we do. Um, we, we take a lot of pride in meeting people where they're at and that's different for everybody you know what i mean and we and as coaches um we want to help everybody we want to make sure that everybody feels like they're getting that kind of personal training one-on-one -on -one attention even though it is a group dynamic and i love that like personal training's cool but but you get a certain amount of energy um from a group and the camaraderie, I mentioned that early, like our guys that have been coming for a while, see somebody that's new and that has those nerves and those apprehensions. And they, they make a point to go over there and be like, Hey man, you're doing great, dude. Like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Um, you just keep doing you. And I promise you it's going to pay off. Like this is where I started. And, and those conversations, man, they motivate people. Um, so that that's that's really what we're about at Lens Fit. We have all kinds of different ages and um, shapes and sizes and ability levels, uh, and we really want to meet people where they're at and and help them progress. and And we're not really interested in in uh, you know my goal for for people is not to send people to the CrossFit games. Um, that's, that's flashy and cool and fun to watch on TV. But I mean, what, what percentage of people actually do that? Right. Um, yeah. our, our, our goal is just to make people age gracefully and, and be able to, uh, you know, go do the hobbies that they enjoy and, and, and be physically capable of doing that. Uh, that's what's important for us. And, and we get a lot of success stories with people are like, man, I've, I've come so far, look at what I've done. I've never been able to do a pull-up and now I just did five. And that's, what's cool to us. That's what we look forward to. And then maybe Sarah has something to add on that. I've rambled for a while there. Go ahead, babe. I don't disagree with anything he said. I mean, I think Travis throughout our journey, like we're always learning. I think that's, what's important. I think Adam, you said it well, when you said we have something a little different and it, this is truly a passion project. There's no fiscal, like Travis and I've never taken out a loan on our gym. Every dollar we've ever get, we just put right back into it. Um, we don't have paid coaches. Like it's, it's truly a passion project. Um, and so when you have a passion project like that, it's, it's fun, right? There, It's not really high stakes for us because, I mean, I have a full-time job. Travis has a full-time job. Do I someday want this to be Travis's full-time job with a new gym? And absolutely. Um, but right now, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, so I think on the business end, we've been really smart with some of our decisions. And I think sometimes when you make your passion your job, you have to learn how to balance that. Um, so, I mean, I think along the journey um we've learned a lot and i think 
one of our key players, probably we'd say mentors that we follow is Ben Bergeron. I mean, with CrossFit New England, um, we spent a week there. Um, we read all of his literature. I mean, truly, yes, he is producing world-class athletes. But more importantly, when you walk into his gym at CrossFit New England, it's literally the happiest place I've ever been. Yeah, um, it is. It is a sense of community. It is people want to hang out there. They want to be there. Um, it, it is a culture. It is, it is truly a culture. And I think when you have that type of culture, um, it fosters a, a community of people with such a growth mindset. Like. I, I think that so often, um, my experience, um, Travis and I love to drop into gyms. Like we call them vacations. We drop into gyms and some of our biggest reflections have been that, that are people humble, right? Do people walk up and greet you? Do they make you feel like, um, that you have a place in space? Is that coach knowledgeable? I mean, one of my pet peeves in the whole world about the CrossFit space is um, you deserve an hour of your time to be coached by somebody who really knows what they're doing, right? That it isn't worried about how much weight is on there, that is that is meticulously looking at the way you move because the way you move at 15 years old is gonna be a direct articulation of how you're moving at 90. And so like, it has to be that humble piece. And I think CrossFit sometimes gets a bad name for that. Like just throw on more weight. Like we want, we pride ourselves and people that move well and, and not having injuries, like plain and simple. Um, so I think in our space, the ultimate goal is, is what Ben says too. Like we want people that move well when they're 90. Like that is the goal. And I think we as a family model that. Travis's dad, probably one of our most, Travis's dad and mom are probably two of our most consistent clients. Um, Trav's dad, it took us forever to get him in that space. He doesn't miss a class now. He does not miss a class. Um, yeah, Travis's mom was an avid marathon runner and it was killing her. Like we watched her. I mean, just, she's just fragile. The woman is healthy now and she still runs, but not in that capacity. Like she's found a balance. Travis's brother, Travis and myself. And I think the other big thing, Travis, that you did leave off that was part of our thing is we got kids. Um, and we want our kids surrounded in that. Um, Briggs is our six-year-old that started wrestling with his dad um, on Monday night. We want a place that fosters that, that's showing our kids that like that's a priority for your family. I mean, our kids are at the gym every night. Like the fam they know them, like, like everybody loves Briggs and Tinsley. And Tinsley is a fifth grader. Um, she's our more unathletic kid, but we've created a space that says, you don't have to be athletic to enjoy health and fitness. Um, and so it is an expectation that Tinsley goes to the gym um, and she always is learning that growth mindset moving well. So yeah, I think Travis hit it well. It's, it's more than fitness. It's also about um, being mentally um, healthy, happy, surrounding yourself with good people. Like when you walk out of there, you just feel good because everybody is so positive in there. Like it's a lifestyle for sure. No, I love it. I, the, you can just tell there's so much passion inside both of you. And 
what you've done and how you've created it and you know just the vision that you portray into the facility and it's it's kind of like a family fit bunch you know you got you know mom and dad and the girls and then you know grandpa and grandma you know like um so i i love it you know it's it's like again like you're doing it for all the right reasons right like it's 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 more than just fitness it's when you're 90 you go to bend over and pick up something to fall on the floor we don't want you to pull out a back muscle right like we want you to understand the mechanics and you know be strong enough to be able to withstand movements that you don't necessarily do at that age you know as you do at like 30 or you know even less so uh amazing kudos um so with that being said let's kind of dive in a little bit to the actual business as far as like you know how many members are you currently servicing in your facility so we're around you want me to talk business travis <laughs> yeah you're you're gonna see this dynamic adam sarah's the business <laughs> Like um, coming from that education background, like I yeah. have to have the, the why, the how, the what, like how this is operating. And Travis is definitely the face and the coaching. Um, so we probably, I like to say 60 is a healthy number for us, give or take. You know, I think I actually just had some people ask me the other day, um, do you get a lot of people in January? No, but we also don't push for that. We don't. We probably, our largest influx is actually May through August. And that's because we get so many high school kids during that time. Um, so we do that. My passion piece is definitely the youth. Like I miss being a school principal. I miss being able to, I, I coached basketball and volleyball and cross country and track, and I don't get to do that anymore. So I really do like running the youth classes. I love the teen classes. We have some pretty big success stories with our teens that have started in our fifth, sixth grade youth classes that are now clients with us all the way up um, to graduating collegiate level. Like, um, so that's our biggest influx. But I always say like 60, 65 is a good number for us on our business model. Um, and then we run three classes a day, three group classes a day. Um, and hour long classes, um, and we go Monday through Thursday, we'll throw in some open gyms or the opens coming up on a Friday. We've had it on Fridays. It, it just seems like with the lifestyle of our people living in rural Colorado, we have people that really do this to be, I can hunt better. I can hike better. I ski better. Um, my old superintendent used to come. His whole goal was I want to get better, be able to sustain longer on the ski slopes. So that's kind of our population. So it seems like that four days a week workout is very manageable for people. Um, so that's kind of what we offer. And then we did add on the 24 hour fitness travel. It was COVID kind of what kind of triggered some of that, huh? Um, so we didn't actually have a huge impact during COVID, which was interesting. Um, being in rural Colorado, we had to shut down, shut down for maybe a few weeks. And then it had to be like boxes on the floor, which ended up really well. People love their own space now on the floor. We've kept that. Oh, yeah. um, we don't limit class size. So you know how a lot of people say like you, like we cut off at 12. Um, we have had classes of 24 people. There's always a plan A and there's always a plan B. Like um, today there's a, a group class dynamic and there's an individual. Like sometimes you do have to fly from the hip, but it doesn't, I mean, change that atmosphere. So yeah, we don't make people sign up. So if I'm a 5 a.m. person and I wanna go up 4.30, I can. Um, we have all that on the 24 hour fitness. Um, yeah, it's definitely a key card. So we do have a lot of clients, the people that kind of like to do the extra stuff, they just tag that onto their membership. Um, so that's kind of the, the business model there. 
I try and do stuff on social media, but we don't do a ton of advertising. I, I truly believe our, our biggest um, selling point is our reputation. And when people come in, um, it, whether we, it's school district or the hospital or whatever, um, we have to get a lot of traveling nurses because we have clients coming from the hospital. It's really our reputation of word of mouth that's getting people in our door. No, uh, and again, word of mouth is amazing because that, you know, that shows value in your facility because these people that are coming there, they're like, oh my God, like there's this great workout, you know, Lynn's fit, like just try it out. And like, you're getting like, you know, that local organic growth, which is amazing because, you know, it's, you know, you're getting like the heart of that area where, you know, people are going to refer people that are, you know, within an X amount of radius. Um, uh, so, sorry, uh, question. With your, like, I guess, like group fitness, youth fitness, and then like your open gym or like, you know, the 24 hour side of things, like where, you know, like what's, what's the main butter of like Lynn's fit is, is it more on like the, the fit, the class side, or is it kind of like a mixture between like, you know, people that's coming and doing their own thing, like kind of walk me through that. So it's definitely the group. I mean, ultimately I I'll tell you why we have the 24 hour placeholder. Travis's ultimate goal is this get them in our door. What is the number one hardest thing for people to do? Walk through a door like that. So what we want to do is have people walk through a door and then they see these workouts posted on the wall and they're like, well, I could do that. Right. Well, you could really do that better if you had a coach and you should try this group thing. So I will say it's actually the 24 hour thing. Correct me if you think this is wrong, Travis, our philosophical model behind that is get them in our door and we're going to, we're going to take you to the water tank and you're going to want to do this group thing. Um, and it, it truly works. Um, our other people that, you know, because most of them are our clients that want an additional bro sesh on a, on a Sunday type of thing, um, that are tagging that along. So it's definitely the group class. I think we could have an amazing, successful youth thing all year round. The issue with that is time. Um, I don't know. So uh, let me talk to you on the business end of our staff. Um, so Travis does the majority of the classes. So if you go, we offer 12 group classes a week. Okay. So we have, I, we have the most amazing coaching staff. Um, so Vicki is the technology director for the school district. She class, she coaches two classes a week. Lexi is a special education teacher, but she has a huge gymnast background. Um, she was a college uh, pole vulture, and she also coaches at the local gymnastics gym. I mean, she is one fit chick and knows a ton about gymnastics. Um, so Lexi coaches two days a week. Heather, Heather and I actually started, oh my gosh, so many years to, ago together. We were in the first CrossFit class together. So we've kind of started this journey together. Um, so Heather... Um, also works for the school district. She coaches two classes a week. Um, so she really has been that longevity piece for us and our coaching staff. Shasta was a client early on, um, stay-at-home mom. So she coaches two classes a week. Um, Travis's little brother, Matt, coaches one Tuesday morning every week because he's a coach. But then in the summer, he picks up more. And then I only am like a sub-coach or I work with Travis's schedule. Um, and then in the summer I coach more, um, Travis coaches what three, four classes a week. Um, so none of our coaches are paid. 
they get a free 24 hour access and gym membership, but they're really wor essentially working um, two hours a week. So, and it works for us. And I think it's worth mentioning that I'm surrounded by women teachers and I deserve a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> I won't get too far into it. I'll give you all the credit for that one. <laughs> my, uh, my last staff um, before here was all females. So <laughs> there, there's something about it. We have way more uh, females than, than men as members, as coaches, as everything. I think they're just maybe a little bit tougher than us. I hate to say it, but might be true. You know, I don't, you know, I can't answer that one. I don't know. I've been a fitness coach my whole entire life and uh, I, I see it on both ends. I see like the guys that are there, like they're good, yeah. but it's like, there's so many more like multiples, triples, quadruples, you know, like, like more applicants, more female, like it's, it's insane. Like, I don't, I don't know what the, uh, hmm. you know, the, the reasoning behind it, I guess, you know, um, but uh, yeah. So Again, like is, you guys got, you know, the family, the community, you got the school, you got like all these things clicking for you. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, you know, obviously you want this to be Travis's full-time job. That'd be amazing to do, you know, to take a step back from like the machine operating. Um, what are some things right now? I know you said word of mouth and everything, but what's kind of like your, your lead generation? Like what, like how many people are you getting in? you know, on like a monthly basis right now. As far as like new members or as far as um, like members that are current members that actually show up? Just like, yeah. Like how many like new people are you getting into the door? Like, you know, leads or people signing up for, you know, your classes and things like that on a monthly basis. So I'll so tell I'm you, gonna, go ahead. I'll start on this one. Um, you've been a part of the fitness industry long enough to know that, uh, the ebbs and flows in this industry is unbelievable, right? It is anything but predictable. Um, and, and we're not the exception to that. So for to say like, oh, we get this many um, new members a month, like it fluctuates so much, man. Sometimes we're, we're they're just rolling through the door. And, uh, and sometimes it's like, we go a month without with, you know, uh, maybe a handful of people that that test water, so to speak. And so that's a really difficult question to, to answer. And then also, um, we're, we're such a small community. Like, I, I don't know how many people are in Craig, but like less than 10,000 people. Um, so we don't get, I mean, like we've been here for seven years and we've got between 50 and 60 clients. Like we're small, you know what I mean? And that's, that's a large part of why I don't do this full time. I, I would love to, like she said, and I, but I, but I do have a family to support. And, and while it's super gratifying, this, this fitness endeavor that we've taken on, uh, it's not very lucrative, right? I mean, it, it sustains itself. It's, it's, uh, we're able to purchase equipment. Um, and, and it allows us to not worry about paying our bills or supporting our family or, or, you know, supporting our children, like we've got some pretty big obligations, right? And and yeah, so absolutely, yeah. That that's just where we're at with it. Um, do I? I think that um, if I were to pour more time and effort into my gym, we would grow more. We would be bigger. We would be better. Absolutely goes without saying. Um, I, I I haven't done that. I haven't made that leap yet because, like I said, it's just anybody who has ever owned a gym in their entire life will tell you how uncertain that is, man, people come and go, you just can't depend on it. 
I wish you could. I wish everybody was as passionate as my wife and I were. And we've got a lot of passionate people, but it's not enough for me to quit my day job yet. And that's the joke I like to make. People are always asking me, how's the gym? Eh, it's not good enough to quit my day job yet, but I'm still loving it. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's the honest to God truth. No. Um, so we don't, it, it, difficult question to answer. I would say our retention rates are excellent though. Yeah. Um, the, like once we get people in there, they stay or they'll come back. Um, like, I can't even remember the other day we we're having a conversation. They're like, I saw that person and we're like, oh yeah, they'll be back this summer. Like, and, and there are, there are seasons where we don't see people and then we kind of know, oh, they're, they'll be back. Um, definitely our youth kids, right? Um, that, that income, because ultimately it's this, like we were wanting to prepare them. I got, I'll shout them out, my little Gifford boys that when those Gifford boys traps start fifth grade, fourth grade, um, they're both high schools now. And I used to always say like, you know, when you can lift with me, that'll be good. Yeah, those two definitely outlift me now. Yeah, they show me up. But anyways, they, they're in between. So when one of them's running cross country, right, they're not there for that season. And then I write back again. Um, their dad, they ended up bringing their dad. Um, and we loved Steve, um, but Steve's a runner. So he kind of loves doing some of that stuff. So like, we know that. And I guess because we don't rely on that income so much and we know consistently this is what we're bringing in um these are our costs and we don't have loans or any of those things it, it's a pretty stable for us but yeah. our retention rates are good once we get people going if we can get them committed for a month they come right back here's what travis is good at relationships travis isn't be afraid to text that um, person that hasn't been there in a month and said, Hey, and what's going on, man? How can I get you back in here? And, you know, and people appreciate that. Like they appreciate Travis caring enough to reach out to him and say, how, what's going on? Obviously something. And most of them are like, you know what? I've just been slacking. Thank you. This is the text I needed. Like I'll see you on Monday. Um, we see that. And we definitely see our clients too, that have paid a year membership and haven't been back in right yeah. oh yeah 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 but every time travis travis will ask him he's like i don't want to just take their money and take their money and they'll like nope leave it there because i i need to be back you know and and so that's interesting in my big picture of this it's a space like i know for a fact if we would just say okay we're gonna actually take out a loan and we're gonna bite this off and we're gonna build a 5,000 square foot building where, I, cause I know it, it, we build it, they will come. That's what Matt little brother tells us. He's right. We don't have a space like that in Craig at all. There's no rec center. There's nothing. So truly if we had a 5,000 square foot space is our plan where we can run group classes at the same time that somebody can come in and run a 24 hour session and then have a space in the back where we can have wrestling mats where Travis can run some youth wrestling. Um, we've had yoga instructors in and out. Um, when you discussed orange theory, I loved dropping into orange theory classes. I love that. I truly believe people like my mother-in-law and some of her friends would love the orange theory, more of that, um, rotations more than they like picking up a barbell. They hate the days we do snatches, right? Not that it's not good for them, but they hate it. They, they hate it. So I think if we could have a space where you can definitely have a group class going while you're getting some 24 hour access, while you're doing some yoga and, um, Travis 
definitely dabbled in the MMA piece. Like if, if he could really bite that off and that was his full-time gig um, and we just took the leap, which we probably need to do, to be honest, um, building prices are going back down. We just need to do it. I mean, and I know we'll build something great. There's not a doubt in my mind. It's just, it's become comfortable for us. Like we've got a great people, we've got a great schedule. Like we have a system that, that, that truly works for us, mm -hmm. um, where we are in our careers, um, with some little kids. Um, yeah, it works, but our, does our community need that? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but speechless, um, all the, all the right things, all the things, you know, it's in, you know, build it, they will come. Absolutely. If you build it with the right intention and you, it's, it's like the movie, you know, it, it's, um, <laughs> yeah. so just don't put any bad people inside. That's fine. Um, but yeah, guys, you, you, you're, you're hitting all the right things. You know, it's, it's, you build it with the right intention and the right purpose for, you know, people to actually develop you know, a sense of confidence of themselves to where, you know, fitness is more than just, oh, I got to pick a dumbbell up and put it on, right? It's, it's all the, the emotions, these, the serotonin that comes behind it and the, the feel goods and like the, not only that, but like the passion and the story that you guys and the joy that you guys get from seeing, you know, the youth and just regular people and people that you know and see and work with every single day. So um, with that being said, I got just a couple questions here before we wrap up. Cool. Um, what, and you know, this is kind of like a, a good question for everybody that's listening as well. What, what do you think is the biggest holdback from taking that leap? Obviously, I know you mentioned like loans and like, you've done everything with your own money and stuff like that, but what what's like either a mental or physical, like holdback or mindset back from where you are right at this current moment and just jumping and saying, look, we're going to grow this facility we're going to get you know 100 200 new members and we're going to you know make this like our true passion hobby what's that look like here man it it i mean if i'm being completely honest like mm -hmm. if if my if my kid came to me and said and said hey dad i'm thinking about trying out for soccer but i'm scared that i'm not going to be any good at it um you know exactly the conversation i would have with my kid right I would say, let me tell you what, buddy, we ain't going to let fear dictate anything. We're going to go, even if you fail um, and you fail, you learn, you know what I mean? And then you, then you grow from that and then you keep trying until you succeed. And that's, that's the conversation I have with my clients. And that's the conversation that I would have with my kids. And if I'm being completely honest with you, man, that's, that's what's holding me back right now. Um, I that, that conversation with yourself at night and inside that, yeah. that operating room. <laughs> that's, that's just me being real, bud. I, I do believe in my heart that we would be successful if we took the leap that doesn't make it any less scary. Um, I, I, there's just a lot riding on it. You know what I mean? Like I've got, I've got young kids. Um, their, their, um, their security means more to me than the risk of failure at this point. And I, and I sound like a fraud saying that, but I, I, I mean, you put me on the spot, man. You asked me a difficult question. I gotta get, I gotta be honest with you. Um, fear is what's holding me back on that deal. It just, that that's my, my take on it. What do you think, babe? I, I think it's just financial stability. I mean, I think Travis and I have been very smart. Um, obviously, 
while I love the gym and the fitness industry, I could, I could bite it off and that could be my full-time job. Like I geek out on nutrition. Um, like I could wholly go there, but I, my, I, I think this is a piece you should know, Adam. Um, when we started this lens fit journey, um, education is my passion. Like um, I want Craig Middle School to be the best dang school in this community to serve our kids. And that's my passion. And I live for my job. I love my job. As Travis last night, I'm, I've been doing this 15 years and I'm reading textbooks last night. Like I can always get better. And, and how do I make this a great school? Travis doesn't have that. Like Travis makes a lot of money right now, a lot of money, more than I make with two master's degrees, to be clear. And he works in the coal industry and the coal industry is going to go away. So I think being responsible, we've never had to take out loans, like any of these things, we ultimately are saying, let's make sure everything is paid off. We're stashing away some money to build this gym and do it right. So it's just not like a, Oh my gosh. I I think when we made some commitments a long time ago to each other is Travis was at a state in his life that, that he can speak to. I think it's pretty deep and inspiring to be honest, where he was living a life where he didn't have anything he was passionate about. He went to the coal mine, he made a lot of money. Um, And when you don't have that job that you're passionate about, like it be, it makes life really, really hard. So I think where he's balanced this is, I want to provide for my family and financially set us up, knowing that the coal mine is probably going to close in five years. And I really could pull off this fitness thing along the way. But Travis, I don't want to speak to your journey unless you want to. Well, also like uh, I'm playing the long game, man. I don't feel bad about not taking a big risk in, in taking out loans and building this big gym and hoping like hell that it pays off. Like I know that if I, if I'm smart and I take slow steps, like I'm in it for the long game. I don't care how long it takes mm-hmm. this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. And that's the same conversation I have with my clients and their fitness journey. It's like, don't get hung up on these bullshit goals and, and weight loss and, and these metrics that we chase. That's cool, but it's short-term. The long-term goal is to do this shit the rest of our life. Right. And, 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 uh, and that gym, that, that, that goal that, uh, of owning my own space, that's not going anywhere. I don't care how long it takes for me to get there. I'm going to be doing this stuff when I'm 90, right? That's the goal. So if it, right. if it takes me a long time to, to build the facility that I want, what's wrong with that? I'm okay with that. And I think what Sarah was talking about is like with me and, and a part, uh, it's worth mentioning. It's kind of a side note. It's a little bit off topic, but like I, I battled um, with addiction. And, um, and I definitely fought those demons with substance abuse. And, and that was a large part of me. Like I just have an addictive personality. I'm, I'm an, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Uh, I was a, I was a cage fighter. I was a wrestler. I'm an, I'm an all guy, man. I, I, maybe you can relate to that. I don't, I don't know, but, uh, I was, I was the same way with, with the drinking, you know, I've never been the guy that can, that can take a couple drinks and relax. Like, a couple turned into a couple more and turned into a couple more and then it was on and and that's my mentality and that that lifestyle was not leading me down the path that I wanted to go uh, I was not setting the example I wanted to set for my children um, and luckily two two of my kids will never never know that guy because I made that correction early enough but 
I knew I needed to dive into something and put all my energy into something because like I said, that was the mentality that I had. I decided to make that something fitness and, um, and it, it's paid off. You know what I mean? I, I continue to make that, that commitment. And, and I think that's what she, where she was going with, uh, my, you know, the, the lifestyles that I wasn't necessary. I wasn't on the right path. You know what I mean? So this, this has definitely, uh, helped me a lot in that respect. Man, I don't know what to say. Bring tears to my eyes to this story, guys. Um, no, I, I truly, I love it. I, I love, you know, just everything you guys have to say about it. And, you know, like the fact that, you know, you're not going right. Like this is long-term, like this is something that you guys obviously are very passionate about, but you want to make the smart steps for the long-term, right? Like the coal mine does close or, you know, you're ready to step away and be like, listen, like, I'm still, I'm still the principal, but I'm here, you know, whatever, whatever that, that looks like when you're ready, you know, to, to step into that, but, you know, just the passion behind it, there's no doubt that you guys aren't going to be the, you know, the, the talk of the town for, you know, the next 60 years or, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, so with that being said, a few minutes here, um, I want to give you all a chance, uh, two things. Um, cause I, we, we could talk for hours and hours and hours and like, I, I could ask 7 million more questions about your business and you guys, but um, for the sake of time, um, tell our listeners out there, like, and, and, you know, Travis, you hit it right on the head, like that, that fear. It's like, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like at some point I want to leap and do my own thing. Right. And there's like little steps you can do, like create an LLC, do the corporation articles. You know, it's like, it's like stuff that takes 10 minutes or 40 minutes. Right. It's like you, you, I think the biggest fear what i have understanding from you know my you know years of you know leading up to wanting to do it is is the fear like you you got to make that jump right and it's but you can do it calculated and you can do it smart you don't have to just leap in and be like oh i should have done this this and this first you know um so to all our listeners out there leading up to my question is what if you could give them any piece of advice or you know insight of if they have a dream you know, if, if they're unsure about certain things, like what, what can you tell them, you know, or how to guide them potentially and, and, and following that footstep? What, what would that look like coming from you guys? I think sustainability, like that, like that's my biggest like reflection in all of this. Like, um, we could have been like, like my dream, like I said, group classes and individual classes, like we could have bit that off from day one but is that sustainable? And does that get us the best outcomes? Like, I truly think when you start with like a passion, right. And then you create a culture, like passion, culture, relationships will drive improvements in instruction. Like we know that based off of high reliability organizations, like when you have system structure support, like support a culture, you will get the outcomes you want. So I think that is an important business model in general, but I also think sometimes you have to realize that something sustainable is a lot better than all these crazy things. Like in the beginning, Travis and I were programming everything, programming everything. It was exhausting. And, and, and truly, so I love playing with programming, um, but it was exhausting. And I don't know if we were getting the outcomes for the amount of time we were putting into it. Okay. I'm like, bottom line is there are great organizations out there right now, CrossFit New England, Mayhem, Chris Spieler, that like they have the gurus of the gurus doing this. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We can tweak it, tweak warmups. What does this look like on what days? 
but that's sustainable. Like it is sustainable to put in an hour into that once a week, right? It's sustainable for us to see those benchmark workouts and those come along. So like, I feel like creating systems that are sustainable, even like we use Wattify for all of our um, payments, wouldn't do it any other way because it comes out, it goes in there. Like, I'm not worried about somebody giving me cash or check and Travis taking care of that. Like create systems and structures that are sustainable, even if they're not the greatest thing in the world. Um, that's okay right now. Like then you can reflect what's working, what's not working, and then improve on those things, but you can't have everything overnight. I think that's my biggest thing is sustainability. For, for me, man, it comes down to one word, uh, grit, you know, whether it's taught, whether that means like building your own business or your, your, your own fitness journey, uh, your career, your relationships, it doesn't matter what the conversation is, man, you got to be gritty to be successful, right? Like it's going to get hard. There's going to be times where you're going to question, is this worth it? Is there's going to be times that you want to quit. There's going to be times that you question the decisions that you made. Is this right? This is, this is way too hard. This was more than I can, I bit off more than I can chew. It's going to happen no matter what it is, man. I just had this conversation with my oldest daughter who was thinking about quitting basketball because she wasn't getting the playing time. She didn't, and she wasn't having fun with it. It's like, you got to be gritty, man. If you're going to be successful in this life and you're going to have the life that you want, you got to get through those humps and, and, and trust the process and, and understand that if you keep gritting your teeth and working your ass off, good things are going to happen, man. You have to believe that you have to trust that. And, and that's what I'm, that's what we're doing with this business. In seven years of owning a gym, have there been way have there been times where I'm like, you know what? I don't think this is worth it anymore. We should pack it in. Absolutely, those those doubts have crept into my mind. But but I've also, you know, thought back to like, man, I would never give that advice to my kid. It got hard, so quit. No, that's not who we're gonna be. So. It, that's what it boils down to for me. You got to be gritty. You got to get through the hard shit and you got to just continue the journey, man. Now I kind of had a feeling you're going to say something like that, just based on, you know, getting to know you over these last 60 minutes. Um, but thank you guys. Thank you guys for sharing that to our listeners. Um, and obviously what, how, how can our listeners, how, how can they reach you? Like, go ahead and give a shout out with your, you know, website or any Instagrams or face, you know, any, how can our listeners reach you? Um, if they want to, you know, come check out Lynn's fit. Sure. Um, well, number one, like we love drop-in clients. Um, so Adam, if you're ever skiing in steamboat, like come check us out. We love, love, love just people coming in our space and welcoming space. So, um, lensfit.com um is our website i try and keep that kind of up to date with the most um recent information you can do lens fit on facebook and also lens fit um on instagram um and we do we try and post good things about our culture um shout outs to our people um so those are the biggest things and our number one thing is this if you're in craig colorado just look up lens fit and show up like just show up. We don't, we don't need anything else from you. Just show up. And, um, any one of our coaches will definitely hook you up with a great one hour of your day. Love it. All right. Well, so all the listeners watching and listening out there, 
if you want to tune in, if you want to be in a podcast, drop your information in the link below and we'll be in touch. But until then, everybody, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.